TAS sports competitions are the focus of the associated schools. These sporting competitions are organised for eight co-educational independent high schools in Brisbane, Australia. And let me tell you, as high school sports competitions go, this one is definitely worth watching. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 1.2 of TAS Sport, It's Worth Watching. It's a podcast covering all things that are TAS Sport. So let's kick off this week's Girls Volleyball Edition. Hey, I'm Chris and I've got Jack here with me as we put together our first volleyball episode. Hey Jack, how are you going this week? Oh, g'day Chris, good thanks. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's great to see the kids playing volleyball on the weekend. I think the action on the court was similar to any other year of TAS sport, um, but just a little bit quiet on the sidelines, but it doesn't matter. We've got the kids playing sport. Yeah, certainly great to have them back on court. Well, let's get into our review of last weekend's games. We're going to do a quick dig set and spike. So our dig competition is we're looking for a competition over TAS games where there were quite a few hard-fought two sets to one win. Uh, then when we set our competitions, we're going to look for some of those games that might have been 2-1 wins and some that might have been a 3-0 win. And then we're going to go to our spike competitions where the teams that won seem to have really smashed the ball over the net and, uh, and taken the lead with 3-0 sets. So, Jack, what's your dig set and spike from last weekend's TAS Girls Volleyball? Well, with only one round being played, there's, um, you know, can't canvas the whole comp uh, tremendously well, but... Um, it seemed that the year eight comp had a couple of two one wins to Chuck over Columbans and JPC over St John's, um, and so I think that comp there is going to be um, pretty competitive um, in the set. Uh, the Canterbury versus Ormiston round was an interesting one, where five games were won three love, OC getting two and Canterbury getting three of them, and then the first game was ultra competitive where. Canterbury prevailed in the in the fifth set, so um, yeah, that, that was a bit of a lopsided round, a bit interesting one uh, in the spike round, uh, where all the games were were blowout wins. It seemed uh, to be the year ten comp. Canter- uh, Canterbury won three three nil, Chack won three nil, and St Paul's got up Westmac three nil, and then St John's over JPC three nil. So. I'm not sure if a bunch of firsts players have come from year 10 at some schools there, but uh, they'll be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how that plays out this next week. So my uh, dig competition is the senior and junior supplementary competitions. So almost all of those games were really closely fought. Westmac Navy, St. Paul's Red split games between Westmac and St. Paul's. Chack Blue and Ormiston Red split games between Chack and Ormiston. And Ormiston White beat Canterbury Navy in a close one. Um, and Chuck Red then rounded out the winners for that competition. My set competitions were the seconds, where almost in St. Paul's, Chuck and St. John's had wins, and also the Year 9's competition, where JPC had a hard-fought match against St. Um, St. John's, and St. Paul's and Ormiston also had wins. And my spike competition is the Year 7. So we had three sets to nil wins to St. John's, Canterbury, Westmac, and Chuck also had a close win against St. Columbans. Well, that's our quick recap of last weekend's results. Let's play a game. So, Jack, in this game, it's uh, I'm going to give you a chance to select the teams that you'd like to have competing for your fantasy school. So we're looking for fantasy champions. 
so basically what I'm looking for is the team that you think will finish highest up the ladder in each of these different age groups. And we'll alternate. You can go first for one, I'll go first for one, and we'll see which teams we can come up with for our fantasy schools. So I'll let you go first, Jack, in year seven. Who are you going to pick? Look, year seven, it's about getting the ball over the net. Uh, we don't know the comp, but they breed them tough out at Westmac, so I'm tipping them. Oh, well, I have Westmac on my list as well, but uh, I can't take the same team, so I'm going to go with Canterbury as being my year seven team. Uh, year eight, I'll go first this one, and I'm going to pick Canterbury again. So they seem to be doing something good out there at Canterbury with their junior kids, getting them through, learning the game of volleyball. What are you thinking about year eight, Jack? Well, I didn't know we had to pick different teams, so I'm going to break the rules, and I'm going to also go Canterbury. They were pretty slick on the weekend. <laughs> well, I think they were premiers last year, so that might have been what some reason that I had them there too. <laughs> What about year nine, mate? What are you picking there? Well, Ormiston were an undefeated premiership winning team last year, so I'm going to get in first and take them. Well, I had Ormiston down as well, mate, but uh, I'm going to go with my second choice, which is Westmac. So they seem to be doing something good too out at Westmac with their junior kids, so that's good to see. My year 10 team, I'm going to pick Canterbury again in my year 10s. Uh, I think that they did pretty well on the weekend and have done pretty well last year as well as year nines. Chris, you've read my mind. I'm going Canterbury as well. I'm not out to lose things. <laughs> no. All right, what about your seconds, Jack? What do you see happening there? Uh, Columbans, um, yeah, when they have a good team, they're pretty good. They went good last year. They're going to go good this year. Okay, well, we might even find out who's going to win our seconds competition this weekend because I've gone for St. Paul's and they're up against each other in a local derby, so... We'll see who happen, happens to take out the place in the in the seconds comp this weekend. Uh, and then moving on to our firsts. The firsts are a hard one to pick because you don't really know how many year 10s have been pushed up into that first group and how many seconds and how many kids left from last year. I'm going to take a punt on Chak as being our uh, well, my first team for this year. What do you think, Jack? Well, um, I've got Chak down as well, believe it or not. I think I haven't mentioned Chak throughout here. Uh, they're a very good volleyball school, and I've got to feature them somewhere. So I'm not copying, but Chak's got to get a premiership somewhere. And I think it might be first grade. Yeah, well, I kind of had the same thought when I put Chak down because they are a very good volleyball school. I've already mentioned St. Paul's and Ormiston, who also go pretty well in volleyball. So um, I've put Chak down for my first team. We have a spe couple of special guests here today. Uh, welcome to Lucia and Jess. They're both from one of our TAS schools and both have had interesting sporting careers, which includes plenty of times that they've represented their school in TAS competition. Welcome, girls. Oh, thank you very much. Good to be here. Uh, thank you. Well, to start off, we'll, I'll just get you to tell me a little bit about yourselves and uh, what your sporting journey has been like prior to this year. So uh, we'll start off with you, Jess. Hi everyone, my name is Jess. I am currently in year 12. I've competed in TAS sports since year 7 and um, I compete in swimming, athletics and cross country and then I play basketball, netball and touch. Um, outside of school I do competitive lifesaving so that involves doing pool rescue so in the pool towing mannequins and racing in the surf. I've made uh, Sunshine Coast, Queensland and national teams and competed overseas in England quite recently as well. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. 
What about you, Lucia? What's your story? Um, so I've been at this school since year two. So I've been involved in TAS sport since year four, um, playing all the way up. But got more involved as it got to year seven, um, playing a range of sports, netball, basketball, touch, athletics, cross country, everything. Um, and that's really helped shape my ball skills and everything outside of school. I started off as being a netballer outside of school, but my current sport that I'm playing is AFL. Um, I'm currently a part of the Lions Academy, hoping to get drafted through Pathways. Um, I play in the Quaffle W, which is the one below the AFL. Um, and I've played state and nationally, so yeah. Triple, that's pretty good. I'm in pretty high company here. Uh, so girls, you play pretty sp- play sport pretty much every term for school um, in the TAS competition, and you also play outside. So. Just going to ask you a little bit about uh, 2020 and what it's been like this year because uh, obviously with last term being no sport um, and this term being even different sport. So uh, how has 2020 been for you? So it's been a, a bit of a roller coaster this whole year. Term one was pretty normal. We had basketball, which was good. Um, term two came around and we got told that we wouldn't be playing sport anymore which was a bit of a shock to everyone and both outside of school I wasn't playing any sport outside of school either so I kind of had to leave it up to myself to find stuff to do keep active and ways because gyms ended up shutting um, all training ended up shutting so it was real it was good to find ways and how I could cope around not having sport on but it was also hard because obviously as someone who plays a lot of sport, I've normally got a lot of training and everything around me provided, so. Yeah, that was a similar story for me, I guess. Um, I was really, really disappointed that Taz Swimming was cancelled as it was going to be my final year and I competed in it every year. So that was kind of hard to deal with. And then just the bad news kept on rolling in. And same story as Lucia, all trainings were cancelled. And the main struggle was really trying to find a way to not just keep physically active, but mentally active as well. Um, we both participate in a lot of sport and that's really what drives our whole lives. So having that, that big chunk of our lives taken out, that was probably the hardest part. Yeah, I can imagine that. It's been pretty hard for me as an administrator, just not having sport to go to. So I can only imagine how much more difficult it is for you guys. So you normally participate in swimming cross country and athletics which is uh which is great but um this year with things being a bit different we're looking at doing our swimming cross country and athletics but with new outbreaks happening in victoria and uh in parts of sydney uh do you worry about how that might impact what we're planning to do here uh definitely um i would love more than anything to compete but i think the safety of everyone involved, including the teachers, the officials, and the athletes and the students. Safety has to be the number one priority. And as much as I would love to compete and will do anything to compete, I think safety does have to come first. Um, yeah, as Jess said, obviously safety is a big thing, but it would be disappointed if that opportunity got taken away because it is our final year in school. So it's supposed to be the big one. Um, but also just to get participation I've done that pretty much every year and all those events are so memorable you know you get around everyone all the different schools are there so hopefully it can follow through in any way possible well I'm certainly hoping that we're able to do that that's our plan 
Uh, both of you girls are pretty sport conscious people, but what about the rest of life? How has uh, COVID-19 impacted the way that you'd normally go about your school day or your week? Um, I definitely lost motivation just as a person every day. Um, I'm used to waking up at 4.30 every morning and just not having that structure in my life was really hard mentally. Um, I had to find motivations in other parts of my life. So contacting friends all the time and some talking to some new people overseas that I haven't got to see for a while because I haven't competed overseas. Um, just reaching out and trying to stay connected with the people who I would usually see every single day, but because that was taken away, yeah, just trying to stay social and did some puzzles and just stay mentally with it and finding that motivation somewhere else. Yeah, like Jess said, obviously I had to find some new hobbies. Um, I became a Sudoku person <laughs> and got real involved with that. But not only did it impact our sport, it definitely impacted our school. Um, in year 12, both of us, we had four or five weeks at home doing yeah. online school, which was not the easiest, obviously. You got used to it. And I kind of enjoyed it because I had that extra time where I could kind of do my own thing and have more time to exercise if I wanted to keep up with it or go for a walk or just um, clear my mind. But it was hard because when you're at home, it's never the same as that um, teacher-to-person contact. Like, you're not with your friends. It's just not really there. And for quite a period of time, we actually couldn't even see our friends on the weekends or stuff because we were supposed to be in proper lockdown. So... I wasn't really seeing anyone and you know it was mum and dad were still working so it was just me at home so it was a bit different but yeah yeah well that was actually my next question was going to be what about what those weekends because I even though we had that time away from school we're kind of back into school now but um, we're not really doing a whole lot of uh, those outside of school things or maybe you are so how's that impacting on your social life and being year 12 where that's normally such a big part of what you do how's that impacting on what uh on what you feel about how life's going for you this year yeah as restrictions have been eased in the last couple of weeks we have got back to some normality with training and socializing catching up with friends um definitely just being able to go for walks with my family and just Really getting, like, as a family, I think was we became a much stronger family during the COVID times when we were in lockdown. But as soon as we did break our lockdown, we definitely, like, hung out with friends. We went back to training, going back to the beach up in the early mornings uh, while there weren't that many people around just to go for a swim, go for a paddle. That was definitely really nice once those restrictions came off. Um, yeah, as Jess said, it was a bit like that, obviously – on the weekends it was more family time or my own time or maybe I could go and see one or two mates um sport wasn't really on although when it went to 10 to 20 people I definitely took advantage of having the ovals around the place just to get out go for a run um and all that stuff I was lucky enough to have my own sort of home gym at home as well as um a running machine and a couple other things so I could kind of stay on top of that but other than that, it was getting quite boring. Me and my mum were starting to do some puzzles every night, seeing who could be the first to finish <laughs> them. But it just got a bit... We all got sick of it in towards the end because it was a bit repetitive and there was no structure. Like, you wake up and you'd be like, oh, what's on today? And you could kind of do your own thing as well as me not having my licence or anything. So I was stuck at home. It's, I couldn't do anything yeah. unless I walked or... 
was lucky enough to catch an Uber if I was desperate, but yeah. Okay, um, girls, it's been a great chat, but I've got one more question for you. Um, do you have any pearls of wisdom that you'd like to share? Uh, like maybe give some encouragement to younger players if you were talking to your younger self about your journey, uh, what you might say to that younger self in year seven starting out in TAS sport. Or maybe something about how you've managed this uh, world that we find ourselves in at the moment. I know there are some people who feel pretty down because life's so restricted for so long now. Uh, it isn't really easing off much with those new cases being found. So do you have any messages for how you managed to remain, maintain positive throughout this? I think looking back at my time in TAS sport, it's definitely, if I were to tell my year seven self uh, one piece of advice, it would definitely to be just enjoy every single game, every single moment, every single training session, because in a blink of an eye, it's going to be finished. I remember my first game in year seven playing netball. I remember all those times and all those Saturday mornings and I can't believe it's gone so fast. So definitely treasure every single moment you have playing sport because as we've seen, it can all be taken away in an instant. Yeah, um, definitely. I would say to my younger self to try everything, try new things. You know, I wasn't the kind of person who liked running, but I still do cross country and I am still doing it now. And just all the different sports, try and do a sport every term if you can, even if you're not good at it. It just gets around each other and you bring the community together. Um, also, just with everything, never give up. Like, always trying to find, try and find a positive out of a negative. You know, there's always something there that you can go, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for that. Especially with everything being so hard now and restrictions and everything. You just got to... Find yourself, find something and stick to it and stick with it and you'll be right and just keep going. That's great. Thanks very much. It's been fun, girls. I've really enjoyed our chat this morning. Uh, thanks very much for coming in. Let's uh, thank you to Lucia and Jess and we might move on. Thank you very much. All right, let's move on to our predictions for this week. So prediction number one for round two, what's your sure thing, Jack? Well, my prediction is that Canterbury will beat JPC, possibly 6-0. Uh, the closest game's going to be firsts. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to say the my sure thing is that St. Paul's will win at least four games in their local derby. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, round two, or round two, prediction number two, what will be your closest game this weekend? Chris, my prediction... Second prediction is that um, the JPC firsts game will be close. I think Canterbury might get up, get the 6-0 for the round, but I think JPC, they're very, very good competitors, and I think that their first side might trouble Canterbury, but that's going to be the close one. Okay. I'm going to go right at the other end of the spectrum down to year seven and suggest that Chack and Westmack will have a close game, both of them being last start winners. What about... Prediction number three, what two schools will have the closest tussle throughout the whole day? Well, I'm going a bit from last year's form. Uh, St Paul's were fourth overall last year and Columbans were fifth. Local derby, that's going to be the close round for me. Yep, I can see how that works. I actually looked at last year's form to try and help me with this one, but it didn't help at all because I'm going to predict Ormiston and St John's will have a close school versus school battle throughout the day, and uh, last year's results don't suggest that. They suggest that Ormiston are going to have a pretty easy day. But I can't see that in the, the form that we've seen. So yeah, 
And Chris, um, St. John's first home round for the season and they've got a brand new hall. So I'm pretty sure that uh, the students will be fired up for a big round there. They probably will be. And they're not usually too bad at volleyball, so we'll see mm. how that one works out. Okay, I think that brings us to the end of our podcast for this week. Thanks, Jack. We hope to catch you in again sometime. No worries, Chris. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Well, that's it from us this week. You've been listening to TAS Sport. It's worth watching. On behalf of Jack, Lucia and Jess, I'm your host, Chris, signing off for this week. TAS sports competitions are the focus of the associated schools. These sporting competitions are organised for eight co-educational independent high schools in Brisbane, Australia. And let me tell you, as high school sports competitions go, this one is definitely worth watching. Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of TAS Sport. It's worth watching. It's a podcast covering all things that are TAS Sport. So let's kick off this week's episode. I'm Chris and I'm writing solo this week. So rather than bore you too much with me droning on, I'm going to do a quick recap of all of our sports in one podcast. So let's get into our review of last weekend's volleyball games. We'll do a quick dig, set and spike. Our dig will highlight games where most games were hard fought, two sets to one wins. Our set will highlight games where there were a few two one wins, and a few three sets to zero wins, while our spike will point out where teams have smashed the ball well and come away with wins of three sets to nil. So what's the dig, set and spike from last weekend's TAS Girls Volleyball? Here's the serve. And we dig. The seconds competition had a few tight games. Ormiston and Canterbury having close wins against St. John's and JPC, with Jack and St. Paul's also racking up a couple of wins. Our set is our Year 10 competition where Cannon Hill, Canterbury and St. Paul's all won 3-0 but St. John's had to work hard to get a two sets to one win over Ormiston. Almost, also, most of the games that were played in both our junior and senior supplementary competitions were games split between tight matches like Chack 9 Blue and Ormiston 9 White with Ormiston winning that one and Canterbury 8 Navy beating Chack 8 Blue 2-1. The rest of the supplementary games saw wins to Chack 10 Red Almost an 8 blue, Chack 8 red, and Chack 8 blue. And we spike. All of our first games were won 3 0 with wins to Cannon Hill, Canterbury, Ormiston, and St. Paul's. We also saw wins to Canterbury in years 7, 8, and 9, and St. Paul's in years 7 and 9, and St. Columban's taking out the year 8 game. Unfortunately, all of our other volleyball games were washed out due to the rain and the unsafe nature of the playing courts. Let's move on and see what caught our eye in football. It was good to see all of our football games were played despite the wet weather. What caught my eye in the first competition was Westmac, St. Paul's and Ormiston all having reasonably convincing wins. JPC won their game against Canterbury in a fairly close fought local derby match. In the seconds, St. Paul's had a big win while St. John's and JPC rounded out the winners there with Jack and Westmac sharing a two-all draw. 
In year 10, Westmac and Canterbury won close games against Chack and JPC, while Ormiston and St. Columbans won the other two games. Chack, JPC, Ormiston and St. Paul's all had wins in year 9, with Cannon Hill and JPC really showing some dominance in their games. In year 8, Westmac, JPC and St. Paul's all had wins, while Ormiston racked up a whopping 16 goals in their game. Finally, in our year 7 competition, St. Paul's had a big win, and then we had a number of winning schools, all with five goals to their credit. Jack, Canterbury and Ormiston. Well done. That's our quick recap of last week's football results. Let's have a look at basketball. Here's the throw-in for the fast break. The throw-in to year 7, 8 and 9 competitions where JPC beat Canterbury in all three games, including just a one-point win in year 9. Unfortunately, all other Year 7, 8 and 9 matches were washed out. That's really unfortunate in a short season, but when the weather intervenes, you just have to go with what it gives you. As the ball gets passed up to court to Year 10, where Chack, St. Columbans and JPC all had big wins, but St. John's had to fight hard for their win over Ormiston. We passed the ball into the keyway for a shot by the first and seconds. We saw good wins in the seconds to JPC and St. Paul's, but St. John's and Westmac both had a real fight on their hands to win their games. And going in for the layup with our first, Cannon Hill, JPC, Ormiston and St. Columbans all had good wins. That's our quick recap of last week's results. Now a quick look at what transpired in girls' touch. In touch last weekend, the senior supplementary games were all pretty closely fought out. As were the games in our seconds competition with Westmac, Canterbury, St. John's and St. Columbans taking out those games. In our firsts, Cannon Hill won in a shortened match against Westmac after an injury stopped play. In other games, Canterbury, Ormiston and St. Columbans all had pretty solid wins. Now we've had a few uh, concerned messages via our Facebook page about the young lady who sustained an injury in the first touch game between Westmac and Cannon Hill. Westmac have noted that she's okay in beginning her recovery from the injury that she sustained. She's been examined and released quite quickly from hospital and actually returned to Westmac on the same morning to cheer on her teammates at the first volleyball match. We all wish her a speedy recovery, and Westmac particularly, but TAS in general, would like to thank all the members of our TAS sports community for their well wishes. Let's move on to our Year 10 competition, where Cannon Hill, JPC, St. John's and St. Columbans won in a reasonably well-contested age group. While in Year 9, Cannon Hill, Canterbury, Ormiston and St. Columbans all had pretty clear wins. Westmac had another close win in Year 8 against Cannon Hill, as was predicted. These games between Cannon Hill and Westmac were very hotly contested all day. In the other games, Canterbury, St. John's and St. Columbans all had convincing wins, as did St. Columbans, Ormiston and Canterbury in Year 7, with Westmac winning another well-contested game in Year 7. Well, that's our quick recap of last week's results. Let's have a quick look at some predictions for next week. Right, uh, here we go with our round three predictions. And next week, JPC travel to Ormiston, Canterbury host Cannon Hill, Westmac make the trek up to Caboolture to play St. Columbans, and St. John's utilises their brand new indoor facility to host St. Paul's. Prediction number one, what's my sure thing this week? Well, I'm going to go with year nine football, Cannon Hill to win. Prediction number two, what's my upset of the round? I'm going up to St. Columbans there where I think Westmac will topple the St. Columbans team in the seconds basketball. Prediction number three, what's my best team in the competition so far? Well, this isn't a prediction as such, but the team that looks good across the whole competition is Ormiston's first five in basketball. 
They have a test this week up against the traditionally strong JPC. So we'll see how they go. Prediction number four. What's the toughest game of the week? I reckon it's going to be Cannon Hill and Canterbury's first volleyball. Prediction number five. What's the closest age group this week? Seconds touch. I think I can anticipate close matches in all of those games. Prediction six. What team will score big this week? I think Westmax Seconds football team is going to score some goals this weekend. Prediction seven. What's my round of the week? Well, from the results over the past two weeks, this shapes as a weekend where we could see six draws take place between Ormiston and JPC in football. We'll see how that goes. Finally, prediction number eight. What's my overtime round this week? I'm going to go with Canterbury and Cannon Hills Volleyball. Those two schools have shown really good results so far, and I expect a number of closely fought battles across all those age groups. This could tip us into timing out some volleyball games to determine a few winners. Well, there you go. Those are our fearless predictions for round three coming up. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our podcast for this week. No interview or special guest, but we did get a quick recap of games from last weekend. If you're keen to be involved with TAS Sport, it's worth watching. Contact your school's director of sport and let them know. You could stand in as my offsider for a week. Or maybe if you have a particular story to tell, you could be my special interview for that week. Otherwise, you could hit us up on TAS Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know you're keen and maybe something about why we should be chatting to you. Well, that's it from us this week. You've been listening to TAS Sport. It's worth watching. I'm your host, Chris, signing off for this week. TAS sports competitions are the focus of the associated schools. These sporting competitions are organised for eight co-educational independent high schools in Brisbane, Australia. And let me tell you, as high school sports competitions go, this one is definitely worth watching. Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of TAS Sport, it's worth watching. It's a podcast covering all things that are TAS Sport. So let's kick off this week's episode. I'm Chris and I'm writing solo this week. So rather than bore you too much with me droning on, I'm going to do a quick recap of all of our sports in one podcast. So let's get into our review of last weekend's volleyball games. We'll do a quick dig, set and spike. Our dig will highlight games where most games were hard fought, two sets to one wins. Our set will highlight games where there were a few two one wins, and a few three sets to zero wins, while our spike will point out where teams have smashed the ball well and come away with wins of three sets to nil. So what's the dig, set and spike from last weekend's TAS Girls Volleyball? Here's the serve. And we dig. The seconds competition had a few tight games. Ormiston and Canterbury having close wins against St. John's and JPC, with Jack and St. Paul's also racking up a couple of wins. Our set is our Year 10 competition where Cannon Hill, Canterbury and St. Paul's all won 3-0 but St. John's had to work hard to get a two sets to one win over Ormiston. Almost, also, most of the games that were played in both our junior and senior supplementary competitions were games split between tight matches like Chack 9 Blue and Ormiston 9 White with Ormiston winning that one and Canterbury 8 Navy beating Chack 8 Blue 2-1. 
The rest of the supplementary games saw wins to Chuck 10 red, Ormiston 8 blue, Chuck 8 red, and Chuck 8 blue. And we spike. All of our first games were won 3 0 with wins to Cannon Hill, Canterbury, Ormiston, and St. Paul's. We also saw wins to Canterbury in years 7, 8, and 9, and St. Paul's in years 7 and 9, and St. Columban's taking out the year 8 game. Unfortunately, all of our other volleyball games were washed out due to the rain and the unsafe nature of the playing courts. Let's move on and see what caught our eye in football. It was good to see all of our football games were played despite the wet weather. What caught my eye in the first competition was Westmac, St. Paul's and Ormiston all having reasonably convincing wins. JPC won their game against Canterbury in a fairly close-fought local derby match. In the seconds, St. Paul's had a big win, while St. John's and JPC rounded out the winners there, with Jack and Westmac sharing a two-all draw. In year 10, Westmac and Canterbury won close games against Jack and JPC, while Ormiston and St. Columbans won the other two games. Jack, JPC, Ormiston and St. Paul's all had wins in year 9, with Cannon Hill and JPC really showing some dominance in their games. In year 8, Westmac, JPC and St. Paul's all had wins, while Ormiston racked up a whopping 16 goals in their game. Finally, in our Year 7 competition, St. Paul's had a big win, and then we had a number of winning schools, all with 5 goals to their credit. Jack, Canterbury and Ormiston. Well done. That's our quick recap of last week's football results. Let's have a look at basketball. Here's the throw-in for the fast break. The throw-in to Year 7, 8 and 9 competitions where JPC beat Canterbury in all three games, including just a one-point win in Year 9. Unfortunately, all other Year 7, 8 and 9 matches were washed out. That's really unfortunate in a short season, but when the weather intervenes, you just have to go with what it gives you. As the ball gets passed up to court to Year 10, where Chack, St. Columbans and JPC all had big wins, but St. John's had to fight hard for their win over Ormiston. We passed the ball into the keyway for a shot by the first and seconds. We saw good wins in the seconds to JPC and St. Paul's, but St. John's and Westmac both had a real fight on their hands to win their games. And going in for the layup with our first, Cannon Hill, JPC, Ormiston and St. Columbans all had good wins. That's our quick recap of last week's results. Now a quick look at what transpired in Girls Touch. In Touch last weekend, the senior supplementary games were all pretty closely fought out. As were the games in our seconds competition with Westmac, Canterbury, St. John's and St. Columbans taking out those games. In our firsts, Cannon Hill won in a shortened match against Westmac after an injury stopped play. In other games, Canterbury, Ormiston and St. Columbans all had pretty solid wins. Now we've had a few uh, concerned messages via our Facebook page about the young lady who sustained an injury in the first touch game between Westmac and Cannon Hill. Westmac have noted that she's okay in beginning her recovery from the injury that she sustained. She's been examined and released quite quickly from hospital and actually returned to Westmac on the same morning to cheer on her teammates at the first volleyball match. We all wish her a speedy recovery, and Westmac particularly, but TAS in general, would like to thank all the members of our TAS sports community for their well wishes. Let's move on to our Year 10 competition, where Cannon Hill, JPC, St. John's and St. Columbans won in a reasonably well-contested age group. While in Year 9, Cannon Hill, Canterbury, Ormiston and St. Columbans all had pretty clear wins. Westmac had another close win in Year 8 against Cannon Hill, as was predicted. These games between Cannon Hill and Westmac were very hotly contested all day. 
In the other games, Canterbury, St. John's and St. Columbans all had convincing wins, as did St. Columbans, Ormiston and Canterbury in Year 7, with Westmac winning another well-contested game in Year 7. Well, that's our quick recap of last week's results. Let's have a quick look at some predictions for next week. Right, uh, here we go with our Round 3 predictions. And next week, JPC travel to Ormiston, Canterbury host Cannon Hill, Westmac make the trek up to Caboolture to play St. Columbans, and St. John's utilises their brand new indoor facility to host St. Paul's. Prediction number one, what's my sure thing this week? Well, I'm going to go with Year 9 football, Cannon Hill to win. Prediction number two, what's my upset of the round? I'm going up to St. Columbans there where I think Westmac will topple the St. Columbans team in the seconds basketball. Prediction number three, what's my best team in the competition so far? Well, this isn't a prediction as such, but the team that looks good across the whole competition is Ormiston's first five in basketball. They have a test this week up against the traditionally strong JPC, so we'll see how they go. Prediction number four, what's the toughest game of the week? I reckon it's going to be Cannon Hill and Canterbury's first volleyball. Prediction number five, what's the closest age group this week? Seconds touch. I think I can anticipate close matches in all of those games. Prediction six, what team will score big this week? I think Westmac's seconds football team is going to score some goals this weekend. Prediction seven, what's my round of the week? Well, from the results over the past two weeks, this shapes as a weekend where we could see six draws take place between Ormiston and JPC in football. We'll see how that goes. Finally, prediction number eight, what's my overtime round this week? I'm going to go with Canterbury and Cannon Hills Volleyball. Those two schools have shown really good results so far, and I expect a number of closely fought battles across all those age groups. This could tip us into timing out some volleyball games to determine a few winners. Well, there you go. Those are our fearless predictions for round three coming up. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our podcast for this week. No interview or special guest, but we did get a quick recap of games from last weekend. If you're keen to be involved with TAS Sport, it's worth watching. Contact your school's director of sport and let them know. You could stand in as my offsider for a week, or maybe if you have a particular story to tell, you could be my special interview for that week. Otherwise, you could hit us up on TAS Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know you're keen and maybe something about why we should be chatting to you. Well, that's it from us this week. You've been listening to TAS Sport. It's worth watching. I'm your host, Chris, signing off for this week. TAS sports competitions are the focus of the associated schools. These sporting competitions are organised for eight co-educational independent high schools in Brisbane, Australia. And let me tell you, as high school sports competitions go, this one is definitely worth watching. Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of TAS Sport. It's worth watching. It's a podcast covering all things that are TAS Sport. So let's kick off this week's episode. I'm Chris and I'm writing solo this week. So rather than bore you too much with me droning on, I'm going to do a quick recap of all of our sports in one podcast. So let's get into our review of last weekend's volleyball games. 
We'll do a quick dig set and spike. Our dig will highlight games where most games were hard fought, two sets to one wins. Our set will highlight games where there were a few two one wins and a few three sets to zero wins. While our spike will point out where teams have smashed the ball well and come away with wins of three sets to nil. So what's the dig set and spike from last weekend's TAS Girls Volleyball? Here's the serve. And we dig. The seconds competition had a few tight games. Ormiston and Canterbury having close wins against St. John's and JPC, with Jack and St. Paul's also racking up a couple of wins. Our set is our Year 10 competition, where Cannon Hill, Canterbury and St. Paul's all won 3-0, but St. John's had to work hard to get a two-sets-to-one win over Ormiston. Almost, also, most of the games that were played in both our junior and senior supplementary competitions were games split between tight matches, like... Chuck 9 blue and Ormiston 9 white with Ormiston winning that one and Canterbury 8 navy beating Chuck 8 blue 2-1 the rest of the supplementary games saw wins to Chuck 10 red, Ormiston 8 blue, Chuck 8 red and Chuck 8 blue and we spike all of our first games were won 3-0 with wins to Cannon Hill, Canterbury, Ormiston and St Paul's we also saw wins to Canterbury in years 7, 8 and 9 and St. Paul's in year 7 and 9, and St. Columban's taking out the year 8 game. Unfortunately, all of our other volleyball games were washed out due to the rain and the unsafe nature of the playing courts. Let's move on and see what caught our eye in football. It was good to see all of our football games were played despite the wet weather. What caught my eye in the first competition was Westmac, St. Paul's and Ormiston, all having reasonably convincing wins. JPC won their game against Canterbury in a fairly close-fought local derby match. In the seconds, St. Paul's had a big win, while St. John's and JPC rounded out the winners there, with Jack and Westmac sharing a two-all draw. In year 10, Westmac and Canterbury won close games against Jack and JPC, while Ormiston and St. Columbans won the other two games. Jack, JPC, Ormiston and St. Paul's all had wins in year 9, with Cannon Hill and JPC really showing some dominance in their games. In year 8, Westmac, JPC and St. Paul's all had wins, while Ormiston racked up a whopping 16 goals in their game. Finally, in our Year 7 competition, St. Paul's had a big win, and then we had a number of winning schools, all with 5 goals to their credit. Jack, Canterbury and Ormiston. Well done. That's our quick recap of last week's football results. Let's have a look at basketball. Here's the throw-in for the fast break. The throw-in to Year 7, 8 and 9 competitions where JPC beat Canterbury in all three games, including just a one-point win in Year 9. Unfortunately, all other Year 7, 8 and 9 matches were washed out. That's really unfortunate in a short season, but when the weather intervenes, you just have to go with what it gives you. As the ball gets passed up to court to Year 10, where Chuck, St. Columbans and JPC all had big wins, but St. John's had to fight hard for their win over Ormiston. We passed the ball into the keyway for a shot by the first and seconds. We saw good wins in the seconds to JPC and St. Paul's, but St. John's and Westmac both had a real fight on their hands to win their games. And going in for the layup with our first, Cannon Hill, JPC, Ormiston and St. Columbans all had good wins. That's our quick recap of last week's results. Now a quick look at what transpired in Girls Touch. <laughs> In touch last weekend, the senior supplementary games were all pretty closely fought out, as were the games in our seconds competition with Westmac, Canterbury, St. John's and St. Columbans taking out those games. 
In our firsts, Cannon Hill won in a shortened match against Westmac after an injury stopped play. In other games, Canterbury, Ormiston and St Columbans all had pretty solid wins. Now we've had a few uh, concerned messages via our Facebook page about the young lady who sustained an injury in the first touch game between Westmac and Cannon Hill. Westmac have noted that she's okay in beginning her recovery from the injury that she sustained. She's been examined and released quite quickly from hospital and actually returned to Westmac on the same morning to cheer on her teammates at the first volleyball match. We all wish her a speedy recovery and Westmac particularly, but TAS in general, would like to thank all the members of our TAS sports community for their well wishes. Let's move on to our Year 10 competition where Cannon Hill, JPC, St John's and St Columbans won in a reasonably well contested age group. While in Year 9, Cannon Hill, Canterbury, Ormiston and St Columbans all had pretty clear wins. Westmac had another close win in Year 8 against Cannon Hill, as was predicted. These games between Cannon Hill and Westmac were very hotly contested all day. In the other games, Canterbury, St. John's and St. Columbans all had convincing wins, as did St. Columbans, Ormiston and Canterbury in Year 7, with Westmac winning another well-contested game in Year 7. Well, that's our quick recap of last week's results. Let's have a quick look at some predictions for next week. Right, uh, here we go with our Round 3 predictions. And next week, JPC travel to Ormiston, Canterbury host Cannon Hill, Westmac make the trek up to Caboolture to play St. Columbans and St. John's utilises their brand new indoor facility to host St. Paul's. Prediction number one. What's my sure thing this week? Well, I'm going to go with year nine football, Cannon Hill to win. Prediction number two. What's my upset of the round? I'm going up to St. Columbans there where I think Westmac will topple the St. Columbans team in the seconds basketball. Prediction number three. What's my best team in the competition so far? Well, this isn't a prediction as such, but the team that looks good across the whole competition is Ormiston's first five in basketball. They have a test this week up against the traditionally strong JPC, so we'll see how they go. Prediction number four, what's the toughest game of the week? I reckon it's going to be Cannon Hill and Canterbury's first volleyball. Prediction number five, what's the closest age group this week? Seconds touch. I think I can anticipate close matches in all of those games. Prediction six, what team will score big this week? I think Westmac Seconds football team is going to score some goals this weekend. Prediction seven, what's my round of the week? Well, from the results over the past two weeks, this shapes as a weekend where we could see six draws take place between Ormiston and JPC in football. We'll see how that goes. Finally, prediction number eight, what's my overtime round this week? I'm going to go with Canterbury and Cannon Hills Volleyball. Those two schools have shown really good results so far and I expect a number of closely fought battles across all those age groups. This could tip us into timing out some volleyball games to determine a few winners. Well, there you go. Those are our fearless predictions for round three coming up. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our podcast for this week. No interview or special guest, but we did get a quick recap of games from last weekend. If you're keen to be involved with TAS Sport, it's worth watching. Contact your school's director of sport and let them know. You could stand in as my offsider for a week, or maybe if you have a particular story to tell, you could be my special interview for that week. Otherwise, you could hit us up on TAS Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know you're keen and maybe something about why we should be chatting to you. Well, that's it from us this week. You've been listening to TAS Sport. It's worth watching. I'm your host, Chris, signing off for this week. 
SDAS sports competitions are the focus of the associated schools. These sporting competitions are organised for eight co-educational independent high schools in Brisbane, Australia. And let me tell you, as high school sports competitions go, this one is definitely worth watching. everybody, welcome to episode 2 of TAS Sport, it's worth watching. It's a podcast covering all things that are TAS Sport, so let's kick off this week's episode. I'm Chris and I'm writing solo this week, so rather than bore you too much with me droning on, I'm going to do a quick recap of all of our sports in one podcast. So let's get into our review of last weekend's volleyball games. We'll do a quick dig, set and spike. Our dig will highlight games where most games were hard fought, two sets to one wins. Our set will highlight games where there were a few 2-1 wins and a few 3 sets to 0 wins, while our spike will point out where teams have smashed the ball well and come away with wins of 3 sets to nil. So what's the dig set and spike from last weekend's TAS Girls Volleyball? Here's the serve. And we dig. The seconds competition had a few tight games. Ormiston and Canterbury having close wins against St. John's and JPC with Jack and St. Paul's also racking up a couple of wins. Our set is our Year 10 competition, where Cannon Hill, Canterbury and St. Paul's all won 3-0, but St. John's had to work hard to get a two-sets-to-one win over Ormiston. Almost, also, most of the games that were played in both our junior and senior supplementary competitions were games split between tight matches, like Jack 9-Blue and Ormiston 9-White, with Ormiston winning that one, and Canterbury 8-Navy beating Jack 8-Blue 2-1. The rest of the supplementary games saw wins to Chack 10 red, Ormiston 8 blue, Chack 8 red, and Chack 8 blue. And we spike. All of our first games were won 3 0 with wins to Cannon Hill, Canterbury, Ormiston, and St. Paul's. We also saw wins to Canterbury in years 7, 8, and 9, and St. Paul's in years 7 and 9, and St. Columban's taking out the year 8 game. Unfortunately, all of our other volleyball games were washed out due to the rain and the unsafe nature of the playing courts. Let's move on and see what caught our eye in football. It was good to see all of our football games were played despite the wet weather. What caught my eye in the first competition was Westmac, St Paul's and Ormiston all having reasonably convincing wins. JPC won their game against Canterbury in a fairly close fought local derby match. In the seconds... St. Paul's had a big win, while St. John's and JPC rounded out the winners there, with Jack and Westmac sharing a two-all draw. In Year 10, Westmac and Canterbury won close games against Jack and JPC, while Ormiston and St. Columbans won the other two games. Jack, JPC, Ormiston and St. Paul's all had wins in Year 9, with Gannon Hill and JPC really showing some dominance in their games. In Year 8, Westmac, JPC and St. Paul's all had wins, while Ormiston racked up a whopping 16 goals in their game. Finally, in our Year 7 competition, St. Paul's had a big win, and then we had a number of winning schools, all with five goals to their credit. Jack, Canterbury and Ormiston. Well done. That's our quick recap of last week's football results. Let's have a look at basketball. Here's the throw-in for the fast break. The throw-in to Year 7, 8 and 9 competitions where JPC beat Canterbury in all three games, including just a one-point win in Year 9. Unfortunately, all other Year 7, 8 and 9 matches were washed out. That's really unfortunate in a short season, but when the weather intervenes, you just have to go with what it gives you. 
as the ball gets passed up to court to year 10, where Chak, St. Columbans and JPC all had big wins, but St. John's had to fight hard for their win over Ormiston. We passed the ball into the keyway for a shot by the first and seconds. We saw good wins in the seconds to JPC and St. Paul's, but St. John's and Westmac both had a real fight on their hands to win their games. And going in for the layup with our first, Cannon Hill, JPC, Ormiston and St. Columbans all had good wins. That's our quick recap of last week's results. Now a quick look at what transpired in Girls Touch. In Touch last weekend, the senior supplementary games were all pretty closely fought out, as were the games in our seconds competition with Westmac, Canterbury, St. John's and St. Columbans taking out those games. In our firsts, Cannon Hill won in a shortened match against Westmac after an injury stopped play. In other games, Canterbury, Ormiston and St. Columbans all had pretty solid wins. Now we've had a few uh, concerned messages via our Facebook page about the young lady who sustained an injury in the first touch game between Westmac and Cannon Hill. Westmac have noted that she's okay in beginning her recovery from the injury that she sustained. She's been examined and released quite quickly from hospital and actually returned to Westmac on the same morning to cheer on her teammates at the first volleyball match. We all wish her a speedy recovery and Westmac particularly, but TAS in general, would like to thank all the members of our TAS sports community for their well wishes. Let's move on to our Year 10 competition where Cannon Hill, JPC, St. John's and St. Columbans won in a reasonably well contested age group. While in Year 9, Cannon Hill, Canterbury, Ormiston and St. Columbans all had pretty clear wins. Westmac had another close win in Year 8 against Cannon Hill, as was predicted. These games between Cannon Hill and Westmac were very hotly contested all day. In the other games, Canterbury, St. John's and St. Columbans all had convincing wins, as did St. Columbans, Ormiston and Canterbury in Year 7, with Westmac winning another well-contested game in Year 7. Well, that's our quick recap of last week's results. Let's have a quick look at some predictions for next week. Right, uh, here we go with our Round 3 predictions. And next week, JPC travel to Ormiston, Canterbury host Cannon Hill, Westmac make the trek up to Caboolture to play St. Columbans and St. John's utilises their brand new indoor facility to host St. Paul's. Prediction number one. What's my sure thing this week? Well, I'm going to go with year nine football, Cannon Hill to win. Prediction number two. What's my upset of the round? I'm going up to St. Columbans there where I think Westmac will topple the St. Columbans team in the seconds basketball. Prediction number three. What's my best team in the competition so far? Well, this isn't a prediction as such, but the team that looks good across the whole competition is Ormiston's first five in basketball. They have a test this week up against the traditionally strong JPC, so we'll see how they go. Prediction number four, what's the toughest game of the week? I reckon it's going to be Cannon Hill and Canterbury's first volleyball. Prediction number five, what's the closest age group this week? Seconds touch. I think I can anticipate close matches in all of those games. Prediction six, what team will score big this week? I think Westmac's seconds football team is going to score some goals this weekend. Prediction seven, what's my round of the week? Well, from the results over the past two weeks, this shapes as a weekend where we could see six draws take place between Ormiston and JPC in football. We'll see how that goes. Finally, prediction number eight, what's my overtime round this week? I'm going to go with Canterbury and Cannon Hills Volleyball. Those two schools have shown really good results so far and I expect a number of closely fought battles across all those age groups. This could tip us into timing out some volleyball games to determine a few winners. 
Well, there you go. Those are our fearless predictions for round three coming up. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our podcast for this week. No interview or special guest, but we did get a quick recap of games from last weekend. If you're keen to be involved with TAS Sport, it's worth watching. Contact your school's director of sport and let them know. You could stand in as my offsider for a week. Or maybe if you have a particular story to tell, you could be my special interview for that week. Otherwise, you could hit us up on TAS Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know you're keen and maybe something about why we should be chatting to you. Well, that's it from us this week. You've been listening to TAS Sport. It's worth watching. I'm your host, Chris, signing off for this week.